Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkingSpell.com. And on this episode, this is our very first solo episode show. And I'm excited about it because I actually happen to have been to Black Enterprises Tech Connect conference this past week. And I was chosen to be one of their fellows. And it was really cool. So I wanna I wanna bring in a lot of the tips and things that I used from that conference and really that I use anywhere, any day, at any sort of networking or social event. I'm in my daily life, right, Um, for networking. And I want to give you guys the the basic tips. These are your basic go-to 101s. Like, you need to be doing these things if you're networking and you're trying to get somewhere, (laughs) physically, mentally, you know, financially, whatever. You want to make sure you're doing these basic things. So I'm going to keep it pretty simple. Um, In the future, make sure you're subscribed to the channel because in the future, I will go deeper into some of these topics and I will focus and sort of highlight a lot of these topics as well, right, as far as you know, maybe networking events. We're going to have some issues or we're going to talk about some issues around networking events and the big problems that you, you see that are happening that maybe people aren't talking about. And we're going to go into that deeper in later episodes. Same with, you know, building rapport and building chemistry with people, um, the importance of body language and energy and making sure you're watching your language and your body language, all of that. Um, so that'll be another episode. But in this episode, I want to talk about the basics. So when we talk about the basics, I'm literally talking about the the things that you want to make sure that you're looking for and that you're doing and that you're maintaining. And that you're also honing as you move forward, because there are going to be times where you're going to learn some of these things are going to work best for you in certain situations and you got to put your spin on it, right? I'm going to give you tips just like anybody would give you tips for anything. You're going to have to put your own swing on it. That's what's going to make it personal and useful to you specifically, right? So one of the very first things that I always recommend when you're networking is to make sure that you focus on the way that you're presenting yourself, right? Present- presentation is always key. You want to make sure that you look the part, you look good, your body language is good, your, your confidence is good, your handshake is good, you want to make sure your eye contact is strong. And there's a few things, right? I'm going to go deeper into them, but those are like the basics, right? Are going to be the physical things that you're going to want to maintain. The other things that are going to come after that are going to be your interpersonal skills, making sure that you are listening more than you're talking, making sure that you exchange information, making sure that you follow up with people, making sure that you keep the conversation flowing and that you prepare yourself for these follow-up questions, these backup questions, these things that you want to you know, ask more and go deeper with. And also making sure that you're being service, right? And you're not just trying to give information and maybe even get something from somebody else that you're kind of balancing that. Um, And then obviously there's another section here too, where it's, you know, when you're actually at the event, how do you make sure that you're carrying yourself well, your confidence is high and that your expectations are kind of in the middle. So you're not too high in your expectations, but you're not so low with your expectations that you're not getting what you need from other people, right? Um, So we're going to go into those. So let's talk about presentation and appearance first. So obviously body language is important. And I know you can find some really good videos on YouTube, maybe body language and sort of, that's probably something easier to watch than to talk about. But um, you want to make sure you're thinking about this because body language is something that is really slept on, in my opinion, especially when it comes to events, because we're so used to texting. You, You learn how to sort of text and you have these like underlaying things that you see and when you're texting other people, right? We've learned how to communicate with like emojis and just now or gifts, depending on how you say it. But 
you know, that's what we're used to. But I think a lot of us still need to work on our body language. So when you cross your arms, when you're leaning against a wall, when your body is facing a different direction than the person that you're talking to, when you purse your lips, when you, um, you know, roll your eyes a lot, and when you kind of dart around the room with your eyes when someone's talking to you, these are things you have to make sure that you're mindful of and you're aware of because people are noticing them. Some people will, some people won't, some people will. I noticed that when I got nervous talking to this one guy at the event, he was really cute. I would like, my eyes would dart around the room and he was looking at, he was like, okay, what are you looking at? And he would turn to see what I was looking at. And I was like, no, no, like I'm here. It's just, you know, I didn't say this, but I was a little nervous. So you have to make sure that you can maintain eye contact, especially if you notice that the other person's noticing, right? Some people fidget, some people will like, with their hair a lot some people will say um you want to make sure that you try to remain as poised and as calm and you stand still and you stand straight and you know you're looking personable right and approachable which brings me kind of to the next thing here which is making sure that you look approachable that your body language is positive that you are sort of emanating this energy that says yeah talk to me absolutely i'm here to network with you Uh, And I want to learn more about you and I'm curious and I'm friendly and I'm nice. And you know what I mean? If you want to have that vibe about you and the way that you do that is by making sure that you're paying attention to your body language. Um, And the other thing too, here to remember is that, you know, people are going to approach you, but you also have to approach other people. Now, you might be somebody who's really good at getting people to approach you. And I've done this. I've been actually pretty good at doing this where, you know, I'll stand somewhere or even just sitting and I'll look around the room and you'll make eye contact with someone. If you maintain eye contact and you smile, if you really, just like a regular humble smile, people will approach you. They will come to you. It's like an invitation almost. And I think that's another slept on secret uh, when it comes to networking and getting people to sort of come your way versus you always having to approach other people. You know, being off of your cell phone is another thing that you can do to get people to sort of come up to you. Now, some people will totally ignore your cell phone or will come up to you anyway, especially if you're by yourself because it it takes off. I think sometimes eye contact can be very intimidating to people too, because if you're looking around the room and it seems like you're looking for someone, right? Then people are like, oh, well, they're with someone or they're looking for someone. They don't want to talk to me. And that can become a deterrent for people. So I think when you're not on your phone and there isn't that eye contact, someone can just kind of swoop in and just start talking to you. Um, So that's something to be aware of as well. But I try to maintain I contact and just be smile. I smile and I am personable and it works. Something else that I recommend doing is, you know, making sure that you're not on your phone all the time. Um, I really try only to pull out my phone when it's time to exchange information or something with someone to show someone something, right? Sometimes you get in those conversations and you're like, oh, I have something I want to show you. And you want to pull out your, your cell phone and do it that way, which I totally think is fine. It's just, you have to maintain a, a level of professionalism with that too, right? It's like when we're in meetings and we check our cell phones, there's an, uh, there's an appropriate amount of time to do that. And then it's like, okay, that's enough, right? Put your phone away. You don't want to be rude too. So maintaining an appropriate level of having your phone out versus not. And also one of my biggest tips here is, you know, if you're going to bring business cards, make sure you have them ready. If you're going to give and accept business cards, make sure you look at the business card. Every single time someone hands it to you, you look at it, you read it, you make sure that it has all the information on it that you need to contact that person later. Another one of my pro tips here is like, don't take business cards if you don't plan on using them. 
I realized that when you're on events, people are like really kind of spammy with them. And they're like, here's my card. And you're like, yo, I didn't ask you for that. But it's like, if, if you have that choice and that you don't see the conversation, you know, either going somewhere, or you don't really think that you need this person in your network or whatever. Um, you know, if you don't want someone's business card, try not to take it because it ends up just piling up and, and you end up wasting paper. It's just not a good look. So I only ask for people's business cards when I feel like I'm actually going to use them. Um, some people may use it to kind of end the conversation and so they can move on, which I also understand. But I really want to make sure that if you do take someone's business card and you do want to contact them, that you look at the business card before putting it in your wallet or in your pocket or in your purse or wherever, your swag bag from the conference. Before you do that, look at the card and make sure. Because like I don't put my phone number on my business card. Some people don't. I don't. I don't want the whole world having my freaking phone number. I'm not going to do that. But a lot of people do. But there are some people, when you go to an event, you're going to want to reach them via cell phone, right? Because like my event that I went to this week was two days. So there were some people that I connected with who I wanted to link up with later for drinks or who I wanted to have breakfast with the next morning. So I made sure that I got their phone number um, and, and, and it may not have been in their card. So definitely check the cards that you get from people before you um, you do that. And if you're going to email this person, make sure the email address is accurate. You'd be surprised. People have old business cards. They don't always update them. And a lot of times these companies will push you to purchase bigger uh, loads of, um, you know what I mean, like higher volume of business cards. And things change. Like, for instance, I bought these cards on Vistaprint back in August of 2018. And I have changed my Instagram handle. It used to be Whitney DC Life on Instagram. And now it is Whitney Danielle Coaching. So obviously follow me now that I've told you that. But yeah, I changed my name. So that is not accurate. So if you're trying to find me on Instagram, you may not be able to find me if you have one of those business cards. So make sure that information is accurate and that everything is good and that if you want to contact them via whatever, you have that access. So that's kind of a pro tip. I didn't even think of until I started talking about it. Um, so the next thing that I want to talk about, right, we've kind of talked about appearance. Um, when it comes to dressing, make sure obviously you're dressing to impress, but you're also dressing to be comfortable. You know, there's nothing worse than feeling uncomfortable um, in an outfit or in shoes that you're wearing, especially when you go to an event that's kind of, you know, where you're going to be on your feet a lot. Just be mindful of that and try to plan accordingly. There's ton of outfits out there. There's ton of stores. There's tons of stores that have access and you can get, you know, comfortable, cute clothing that's professional and that looks good. And don't beat yourself up about it. There are going to be people who are going to do the most when you go out, even into the world, but anywhere. And there's going to be people who kind of do the worst. And there's slum in it. So try your best to find your happy medium and just look good. Because honestly, it matters more that you feel good than that you look super good. I think people really end up not caring as much. You meet people on there, incredible people, and you don't give a shit what they're wearing, right? So I would definitely, you know, try not to stress yourself out too, too much about uh, clothing and what you're wearing and focus more about the quality of the conversation that you're bringing which I think is a good segue into the next section, which is really the quality of the work, the quality of the, the the work that you do, sort of learning about other people and also expressing yourself and what you do and what your interests are, etc. So make sure when you're talking to other people, you spend the majority of the time not talking to other people, right? You want to make sure that the focus is on them and on what they're doing and that you really have power questions. Like pretend you're Oprah, when you're meeting people, and I don't mean Oprah, like don't go deep, but like just ask good follow-up questions. Don't keep it surface level if that's really boring to you. Um, ask creative questions. 
Ask, you don't have to get super deep, but ask creative questions. Ask questions that are going to give you, you'd be surprised, just play with it. Um, I really recommend doing that when you're at events because it's very much like speed dating in a sense where you, you end up asking a lot of the same questions to people and it's boring. Oh, where are you from? What do you do? Where do you live? Okay, like, that's cool. And like, that's so fucking boring. Being able to ask questions that are insightful and, you know, really interesting are, are a little bit more fun, I think, and more useful than a lot of the other things. So definitely make sure the quality of conversation is high and that you focus the conversation on them. There's an old school book. I'm sure you've all seen it. It's called, I think, how, I think it's called How to Influence People and Get Friends or something. It's an old book. It's red and white. It's come out with multiple editions. It's a fantastic book. And one of the big things in that book is talk, it talks about um, you know, making sure that you make the conversation about other people and how powerful that is. So when you leave an event, you know, you're on their mind, you come up in their mind as somebody who's, you know, kind and thoughtful and, and insightful or whatever, because you didn't say very much, you let them speak, which most people really, really, really want to do. They want to talk about themselves. So definitely make sure you're letting people do that. You may be able to talk about what you do for a second, but that's fine. As soon as you're done talking about what you do, let them speak. And if there is a way that you can help or that they can help you, make that known and also make sure you make that exchange. You say, oh, well, I definitely, you know, whatever, right? Make that exchange. There has to be an exchange there. And then you can start doing the exchange of contact information, right? So it's important to notate. Um, as we talk about, you know, approaching people and, and really making sure that you're reaching out to people effectively, um, body language is a huge part of that. But also how you spark that conversation is too. I've had so many people talk about how they're not sure how to start a conversation. And it's like, there's so many ways to do this. And again, you're going to have to find what works best for you, but you have to experiment. So take the time, you know, this week, this weekend, this month to really focus on practicing. I know you're going to go to work. You're going to go out. You're going to go to this Target store, the Starbucks, your local, whatever. Use these opportunities as ways to start the small talk and getting used to doing that because small talk can end up becoming big talk and big talk can end up becoming big life changes, right? Um, and you want to make sure that you're paying attention to that. So, and, and looking, not necessarily looking for the opportunity, but being open to the opportunity, right? Once you've met somebody who's essentially changed your life for the better, you'll start to understand more of what I mean. But I really encourage you all to start practicing starting conversations because the basics, the 101 for starting conversation to me is complimenting people and asking insightful questions. When you see somebody and they're wearing, you know, a USC hat or maybe they're repping some team, it's always sports season. So never even, this never gets old, right? There's baseball season, there's football season, there's basketball season. People are going to rep their teams all throughout the year. So this is always a good conversation starter. Um, and also, this is a pro tip, play on your strengths. So play on your interests. So if there's something that you're interested in, maybe it's cars, maybe it's fashion, maybe it's shoes or purses, or maybe it's jewelry, or you're really into hair and makeup or whatever, use your interests to spark and bridge that conversation with someone else. It's genius and it's so simple because you already know about it, right? If you see somebody rocking the newest blank, ask them about it, talk to them about it, compliment them on it. If you see somebody doing something that you're actually the opposite of, maybe they they chose the um, the new Google phone and you chose the new XX Max, right? Whatever. Talk to them about why they made that choice. Ask them, oh, you got the new blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how is it? Like I thought about doing it, but then like I decided not to. And then like, well, tell me your experience, 
right? And that could be with anything. So being mindful of what people are wearing, what people are doing, how they're whatever, right? How they're walking, how they're talking, etc. Maybe it's their accent. You're like, oh, wait, you have an accent. Where are you from? Hold on, let me guess. And then you can guess and you're like, yeah, is it Jersey? And you're like, no, it's, it's whatever. It's New York or it's Boston. And then, you know, you, you can start a conversation from that. Um, and that is how I think a lot of us are able to succeed is by being interested in other people. That level of curiosity, it pains. So keep that going. Don't think that if you aren't inquisitive, that people are just going to start approaching you, especially if your energy is off. That's just not how it works. You have to show up. You have to be open. You have to be personal, right? And that's something that you can practice. So practice doing that. Um, whatever that means for you, um, practice doing that. And you can practice on your friends. Sometimes it's just easier on strangers because chances are you'll never see them again. Um, but one thing I will say is I think there's a lot of anxiety around talking to strangers because you're afraid of what they might say or maybe even what they might think. And I want to encourage you to care a little bit less about that because at the end of the day, who cares what they think, right? And also, this is about you getting to the next level. So you have to do the work. It's like when you go to the gym and you're not like super fit yet and you're like, oh, whatever, everyone's going to be like, wow, this girl doesn't work out. But it's like, uh, duh, that's why you're there so you can get fit, right? That's the whole fucking point. So leave your house, start practicing, and you'll start to work that, that networking muscle so that you can start meeting the right people. Now, one of the ways that you can do this is by when you are at, it doesn't matter, at a store, at an event, whatever, start by sparking up conversations and just experimenting with things, right? Just give people compliments. And when I say ask questions, I really mean asking questions that aren't super easy to answer. And when I don't say super, I mean like, don't ask them like, oh, are you from here? Sometimes they're gonna be like, yeah. And then it's kind of awkward if they don't sort of tell you more. So you want to follow up with something else. Um, are you from here? Sometimes kind of a boring question. You can ask them something a little bit better. And when they start talking, have follow up questions ready. That's kind of the important part. Asking really good questions. This sparks conversations. So when you see somebody, right, with the jewelry on, you're like, hey, what stone is that? And you're kind of waiting in line or you're waiting for the bathroom or you're waiting for something. What stone is that? Or, you know, what color is that person? What is that color called? Or whatever, right? And you can get really specific and then they'll have to think about it and give it to you. And if they don't know, then you can, you know what I mean? Like, you never know what's going to happen if you just ask a really good question or a good set of questions. Um, the other thing I would add to that is by making it, you make it a little lighter by not really caring as much. And when I say not caring as much, I mean, like, you don't care what they think or you really, you're not you're not 100% married to their answer or their response. Like you are just there to be inquisitive and to be curious and you want to know and you're interested. Like when you ask, so little kids, and this is kind of how I've always done it and it's just never left me, but I ask questions knowing that I'm going to get an answer, you know? And you, when you have that sort of matter of fact, like I just want to know, people are going to tell you <laughs> because you just want to know, like there's no agenda. When you don't have an agenda, it works. Um, I think people are so used to other people wanting something from them or from them like shooking them into something else, it ends up being difficult for them. So like when someone asks them a question and then it ends up turning into this whole thing, that can be frustrating. There's no obligation. If I'm asking you what kind of gem that is, I'm just wanting to know, right? I'm just curious because, you know, maybe I have that gem or maybe that's my birthstone or maybe, you know, I want to buy something similar from somebody who likes the same thing. 
in my family, whatever, right? I'm just asking because I want to know. Having that sort of attitude will help you build confidence when you go out and you're starting to network with people. It's something simple, and I, I know I've spent a, a little bit of time on it, but it, it is really effective. So I, I really, I really hope that you'll try to kind of play with this and see what works best for you. Um, and it doesn't matter what you're into. <laughs> It doesn't matter where you're, you could be into like super tech, like applications, super really nerdy things. It doesn't matter. Um, find that commonality and then go for it. Um, the other thing that I really want to make sure that you guys are doing when you're out here networking is that you have confidence in yourself. You know, this is something that is super difficult with a lot of us because we don't always really see our strengths. We don't always believe it. And sometimes it's just difficult. You don't want to sound like you're too full of yourself because we've all met that douchebag right? We want to come across as being open and as being, we want to come off as being open, and, but also as being smart and intelligent, right? And that we have something and we know we have something that we're bringing to the table. So I encourage you all to work on this muscle as well, on being confident, you know, make a list of the things that you've done in the past that you know that you've killed, right? You've been, you've killed it at this, you've done that, you've managed this, you've got promoted, you know what I mean? Like, You've gotten promoted X amount of times. You've done this. You've gotten this award. Find the things and make sure that you're going after them. Um, that's going to be one of the biggest things I will say for for confidence building. Um, because if you're not confident, if you don't speak up, if you're not, you know, an advocate for yourself, it's going to be really hard to find people who are advocates for you and who are going to kind of jump on your bandwagon, right? They're going to be there. They're still going to be. Those people exist, but it's just a little bit harder. So I really recommend, you know, being an advocate for yourself, for your business, for your dreams, for your goals, for your ambitions, whatever it is you're out there doing, you have to be an advocate for yourself. You have to be able to speak about what you do clearly and concisely and with fervor, I guess, like with something, with some oomph. You have to have something that you're bringing to the table and maybe that's it. Maybe you find, you know, your special spark, that thing that makes you so different from the rest of the world or the rest of the lawyers or you know, the rest of the consultants or the rest of the accountants out there, there's something about you that's different. Talk about that. Make sure that's clear, you know? Um, talk about your interests, what makes you special. Find the confidence. Because I know you're confident in something. That's the thing. Like, I think a lot of times we don't think we're confident. And a lot of times we really are. We're just not confident in shit that everybody else is confident in. And so we think that we're not confident. But let me tell you, I've met some of the nerdiest damn people and they can program the shit out of stuff. And they will tell you, I am the best. Or not maybe they won't say they're the best. But they'll tell you, look, I am a badass at this, or I did this. And they're super like calm and quiet about it, but actually, you know, they really are the best at that, or they really have won a number of awards, or they really have, you know, surpassed their peers in their industries or in their fields, whatever. So there's something that you're confident about. You just have to find that and, and, and tune into that more. And that's, again, a muscle that you have to work and you have to work at. So um, I really think that if you do a lot of these different things and you focus on them, you just practice. You get out there, you practice, you try, you keep trying, you know what I mean? You fail, you don't fail, whatever. Like that's the point. And the more you win, the more you network and it blossoms into something incredible, the more you show up and you meet the right people at the right time, I think the more you'll see the power of networking and the power of doing it well. And really what that means to you, because you know, networking well to one person is gonna be different for somebody else. For one person, it's gonna be having that clear pitch, right? And that's something else that people talk about when they talk about networking 101 is my pitch. Well, how do I introduce myself? How do I do that? And you're going to find there's a million ways to do that. There's a million ways. There's a million ways. And at the end of the day, I honestly feel like half the time it doesn't even matter because people are so 
trying to figure out. They're so in their own brains trying to figure out what they're going to say. But half of them aren't really listening anyway. And when they are, all they're looking for are key buzzwords or how they can help you or vice versa. Like their mind is completely not focused on your actual pitch unless you are really pitching them or unless they know for a fact that they're in a position to help other people and that that's what they're trying to do, if that makes sense, right? So you're going to meet people who are older and who are more advisors at this point and they just want to help and they want to give, right? They want to give back. And those people you want to have a really good sort of pitch for and you want to make sure that it makes sense and it's clear. But for other people, most of the time, they just want to sell you something or they want to see how you can help them, right? And if you're the right person to help them with whatever blank that they have so that they can show up better in their industries, right? So there's typically a motive there. So your pitch is important, but it's also something that you, you're going to change over time. You're going to have to tweak for your dem- different demographics or your different events, right? The way that you introduce yourself at work may not be the same way that you introduce yourself at maybe Starbucks or at a, on a date or at some sort of social event or at like a house party or when you go to this big conference, right? You're going to have different ways of introducing yourself. So you have to be cool with kind of going with the flow in that respect and being able to just explain it. You'll, you'll meet people who've got super quick attention spans that aren't going to do well if you go into like a really long, drawn out. So just like be mindful of that. Be mindful. You want to be mindful all of the time. Right? That's what mindfulness is about. And that's important. And if you blow that off, I guarantee you, it'll make it harder for you because you'll miss key things. You'll miss the signs that the universe and that people are trying to guide you with because you're so like far up your own as that you're not paying attention, right? So make sure that when you are pitching, you are introducing yourselves that you are doing it in a way that's appropriate for the event. How do you find out if it's appropriate? You, you read the room. You test the environment, you see what's working. If you're talking and you're seeing people's eyes glaze over, maybe you should stop talking or change the subject. If that, that happens, if that happens, especially as a woman, when you talk and you sound intelligent, a lot of guys, like they're gonna glaze over, they're like, whoa, this is a lot, I don't know what to do, right? <laughs> it's sad and it's really, really sad and kind of embarrassing and disgusting, but it's also true. So you have to be able to be mindful of that. If your audience is falling asleep, they talk about this when, you, when you're learning about how to speak. I've been doing, you know, speaking trainings. They talk about this. If your audience is yawning and checking their phone and like picking their nose, there's probably a chance they're not engaged. So when you're introducing yourself, when you're talking and engaging other people, you've got to keep their attention. And I'm not saying dance and do a jig. I'm literally just saying, make sure that you're being mindful and that you're aware of what's going on. That's all I'm saying. But obviously make sure that you're presenting value. You, you're, like I said, you're standing tall, you're clear, you're talking slowly, but not too quickly, right? These are things you want to pay attention to. And you'll find a group. I promise you'll find a group. I can never, unless I work with you one-on-one, I can never teach each and all of you who are listening how to network like perfectly, um, individually, right? For an individual, like personalized situation. But I can absolutely give you all the tips and tricks that you need that you can use right now to start networking better than you ever have before and to get you better results than you've ever gotten before. That's what I'm good at. So, all right, so I kind of talked about that a lot. Um, I really think that at this point, you've gotten the major kind of basics and keys for networking. Those are kind of like the, the 101 steps. If you have more questions or you want me to go in depth on any of these specific areas um, more, please let me know. You can hit me up with me at WhitneyDanielle.com. Um, anytime, email me, let me know. I've got tons of videos on networking, guys, like tons I've done in the past. 
So I will drop the link to my YouTube channel to check them out. I've got videos on how to introduce yourself, you know, three things not to do at a networking event, how to approach groups, um, how to use the meetup app, uh, how to, there's, there's a bunch, there's a bunch, there's a bunch. So check out the YouTube channel. I will have more videos coming because I'm really excited to kind of create more content for you guys, especially like interactive content that maybe I record in different ways. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you subscribe to this channel, but also, you know, you follow me on social media. So I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Pinterest. And I'm like super in love with a lot of the social media platforms out there because they are so different. So if you're on Pinterest, I believe I'm Whitney Danielle Coaching. I'm Whitney Danielle Coaching on Facebook. I'm Whitney Danielle Coaching on Instagram. Whitney DC Life on Twitter. I'm not sure if I'm going to change that account or not. Oh, and I've got a network and still Instagram account, which I love. It's coming along so beautifully. So be sure to add me on Instagram. I really look forward to connecting with you all. And I hope these networking tips work. Keep in mind, I will have a specific episode for Networking 101 on social media. Um, and that's going to be a totally different ball game. A lot of these things may kind of work, but obviously the body language stuff may not as much. But again, that's tone and the tone um, that you send in your DMs and the tones that you send when you reach out and you, you make posts on social media um, and the call to actions, obviously a lot of that will have to deal with what we do on social media, but that's not necessarily relevant for meeting people in person, right? So um, yeah, if you have questions, hit me up, subscribe, follow me. I'm so excited that you guys tuned in my first little episode and I'll see you guys next time. All right, cheers. Cheers.